Tramway, in partnership with Hauser & Wirth, is excited to present Subodh Gupta's first solo exhibition in Scotland. Take Off Your Shoes and Wash Your Hands features large-scale sculptures by the artist who is best known for his use of stainless steel kitchen utensils. Gupta creates from these ubiquitous objects massive sculptures that speak to his past life and memories as well as the wider perception of Indian culture, both in Western society and within India today. The exhibition features new works made especially for Tramway, including a group of egg-like structures created from welded utensils and a large standing tally. A new installation of finials of varying heights stands opposite the work Take Off Your Shoes and Wash Your Hands, from which the exhibition takes its name. Subodh Gupta was born in 1964 in rural India, moving to Delhi as a young man. This move from the country to the city is a, by way an allegory of the India of today. The rural setting of the village is swiftly giving place to capitalist culture, and the city itself has become a megalopolis, while eager and growing middle class opens the way to global culture. In a process of accelerating transformation, the country finds, in art, a way to express its plural identity, as well as a bridge of communication and exchange with the rest of the world. Subodh Gupta is in conversation with writer and journalist Moira Jeffrey. This conversation sets the scene for the exhibition and discusses some of the themes in Subodh Gupta's work, as well as giving an insight into India's contemporary artistic scene as a whole. Subodh Gupta is one of India's preeminent artists. He's best known for massive installations, which um, you'll see very much reflected in this show at Tramway. He actually has a background in painting. He grew up in Bihar, um, in northeastern India, one of the most marginalised, in fact, one of the poorest states in India. He trained in painting in the city of Patna. However, his practice has developed across a whole range of, of artistic methods. He's worked in performance, he's worked in what you might call conventional sculpture, um, and now is best known for these massive installations. I often think that in the West, when we're looking at India, thinking about India, talking about Indian um, culture, that we are looking through the wrong end of the telescope. India is one of the fastest growing economies in the world. There are a whole range of recent historical shifts that have led to India's transformation. One of them is the development of technology. Obviously, India is um, key in the development of outsourcing. And um, I read today, for example, that um, a big British bank is um, making hundreds of redundancies in its IT department, but creating hundreds of new jobs in India. India also is incredibly strong in industries that we think of as traditional industries. So if you look at a city like Glasgow, the industries of iron and steel and shipbuilding that we essentially built up during the 19th century and which subsequently have collapsed in this city are incredibly strong in India. So, for example, the remnants of the British steel industry are now owned by big Indian corporations. I'm really happy to be here with you all and I'm really proud to be exhibited myself in Tramway, I must say that. So, first I'm going to uh, show you the works. I did this uh, works 1996, uh, it's called 29 Mornings. And this is the, my first in, installation ever I made. And uh, it's made in Delhi, in Sanskriti Kendra. These are the 29 wooden stools. And I given the title 29 Mornings because there is only 29 stools. And these stools mean a lot to me because in India, it's like chair for you guys. 
for us is why we see, sat and eat, eat my breakfast, lunch and dinner in this stool, little bigger than that but almost uh, same material. And uh, in this particular works, I had a, my uh, many object plus I painted the, some of them stool uh, by hand. Uh, and that's uh, some childhood memory as well. So mixed things where I live in Delhi, where I where I come from. So you almost each stool have a little little story, and like, that's how I always work in it. Uh, I put uh, um, my object itself has a story, plus what I do within the object is still have a story, and all together come another story. So I play with the sort of story in my work. So these are the one. This piece is called My Mother and Me and made out of a cow dung cake. And this kind of cow dung cake, you often you will see in India, uh, people make it village side, but only differences in this is a hollow from inside. So, and I given the title My Mother and Me because cow dung in India has a many multiple meaning and it's come with a, not only the religious meaning, uh, but same time it's a, a energy, people cook food on it and purity and many other things. So also, what I'm trying to say here, same time, how the belief it changes. Uh, for shit, it's shit. Human shit, dog shit, cow shit. Shit is shit for all over the world. But India, how this shit, but suddenly become a spiritual shit or a, a, a useful shit and in the, in the way. So how the belief can change? Just believe the change, the material, the way you look at it. And that's how art also sometimes changes the way you look at it. Gupta's early works tended to use very simple or humble materials. He had a background in street theatre, he was very interested in performance. He would use simple vernacular and often slightly unpleasant in our culture materials like mud or in particular cow dung. Interestingly, those materials can be seen as very secular, but they're also holy in some senses in India. I think one of the things you have to get to grips with when you look at his work is this notion of transformation. In his own career, he started using materials like cow dung and now uses high art, fine art materials like bronze. This sense of transformation, the way that his work grows, I think, from kind of modesty to incredible scale and incredible bling, runs really deep. In the journey that he's taken from Bihar to New Delhi to the Venice Biennale, and in the journey that his materials have taken from mud to bronze, I think we can also read a much, much deeper desire for transformation that runs throughout Hindu culture in particular. We only visual art we used to see is calendar art. And the, when calendar arts we used to see, we grew up with the calendar art. And the main, main stream entertainment used to be is cinema. And cinema was the biggest entertainment in India. And I remember my parents used to take me to watch cinema and theater. So drama is, Indian people in cinema is very melody. They cry a lot, they laugh a lot, they fight a lot. And everything happened in, in stream. Nothing is, uh, and that's drama. It's really affect me. Even the uh, mytholo mythological story in in the, um, in India, many uh, many places 
in the movie when they saw the god and goddess uh, pictures and the same uh, because we read it ramayana a mahabharata from childhood we learn the many story we know but same story again you will watch in the movie theater everybody get excited because they know that what is going to come next but the excitement and that drama is still so powerful so fascinating and that's how the way thing changes i like to show you the, just one clip of bollywood this uh, uh, so what i'm trying to say here okay when this is the krishna and sudama story when uh, krishna taken the bite of the everybody knows how the krishna family is going to be sudama family is going to be changed they become rich they become so wealthy they become they have a fabric so every uh, i came also from middle class family and also i have a dream to become like something big and that dream from childhood you carrying it and that's dream you can see in my work that's why i cast them that's why i also be like a magic wand touch them and become a gold so that's drama i carried it with me till now and that's reflect in my work it's very interesting to see this work in in tramway one important aspect of it i think is this notion of the transformation of india and our current renegotiation of our kind of formal colonial relationships tramway set in pollock shields the neighborhood of pollock shields is the most ethnically diverse in the whole of scotland in this area the majority of it residents don't have english as a first language english is their second language and their first language is urdu or punjabi the majority of people in this neighborhood have close family ties not to india but to post partition pakistan and um we're seeing the kind of consequences of decolonialization the consequences of partition in our neighborhood every day in this exhibition and in his keynote recent works subodh gupta is using a very particular very interesting material that material is everyday stainless steel most indian families will eat off not of ceramics um or of wood or bronze that they um in the way they might have done a generation ago but almost all indian families now eat off stainless steel utensils those are simple tally plates stainless steel beakers and they use stainless steel utensils for example slotted spoons milk pails the classic tiffin box that you might see um in every indian workplace at lunchtime so subodh gupta takes materials um that are ubiquitous in india you see them every single day and he transformed them into kind of sculptural formations i just briefly i want to take you why i how i enter in the stainless steel utensils uh first of all i love cooking i am very much in food and uh, i spend lots of time myself in the kitchen too as an artist and when i was kitchen i was one day and uh, looking the my utensils it's a funny things 90% of the population 5 year 10 years ago in india they used the stainless steel utensil poor people middle class people upper middle class people so 90% population they use stainless steel utensil to everyday life to eat their food and uh, so i thought this material is very interesting and uh, it's a shining material 
But India is a very rich country with a lots of poor people. So how the material is signed, but sometimes without food. So it's a contrast having a food or not having a food emptiness. When we get up in the morning, when we eat breakfast, we always have a food in the plate and food depict life and without food emptiness depict death. Many things, like I said, each things I have a sort of story and many, many sort of story become a piece of my works. So say many uh, layer of things. The work Take Off Your Shoes and Wash Your Hands takes a very simple device. It's a canteen of cutlery, that is, it's a metal, stainless steel frame that would hang on the wall in a, in a workplace or in a restaurant kitchen. He's filled each canteen with the kind of utensils, beakers, plates that people would use every day. However, it's not a single canteen. 27 and a half meter long installation includes 102 individual canteens of, of cutlery. And I'm assuming that would mean that there are literally thousands of individual objects in this work of art. There's a brand new piece of work in this show. It's made of brass, which is a traditional Indian material, often, for example, used for cooking vessels. What Subodh Gupta has done is create what looks like a forest of brass finials. Finials are those funny little pointy objects that you often get in architecture. You get them in Western architecture, cathedrals, for example. But in India, you get bronze or brass finials on the top of temples. The finials consist of lots of little brass globes that sit on top of each other and at the very top they have a pointy little cone. You'd normally get them on the top of the building, but in this work terminal they're placed directly on the floor. There are dozens of them. As a visitor you can walk through them. On top of the finials the artist has woven a kind of spider's web made out of string. String also has a religious significance in Indian culture, but I think it also reminds you of um, Western fairy tales, for example, Hansel and Gretel. As you move through what might be a forest, what might be a city, it's a very unusual, ambiguous space, but it's also very kind of shiny and pointy. Throughout the show, there's a kind of shift between domestic imagery, the stainless steel utensils, brass cooking pots, and religious imagery. When we look at um, the vast canteens of stainless steel, we might be looking at ordinary household objects, but we might also be looking at religious objects. It's the same with um, Terminal, the, the temple-like installation made of brass. Even the title of this show, Take Off Your Shoes and Wash Your Hands, is ambiguous. You might be going into a domestic or workplace kitchen. You've got to wash your hands before you cook for your friends or family. Or you might be performing some kind of ritual ablution before taking part in a religious ceremony. Material is, for an artist, sometimes is so fascinating, like watercolour. Watercolour is not necessary, you, you know how to do watercolour or not how to do watercolour. But watercolour is material itself. When you see it in the art shop, your mouth like a water, like you wanted to have it. Even you don't know how to, maybe watercolour, but just putting watercolour in the handmade paper itself is a is an act of making art. Either you can make it or not, but something material is so fascinating. So sometimes bronze, marble, watercolor, it's very fascinating material for an artist. Charcoal, it's just, even you don't know how to draw, but something attempt, you go for that. 
So material is very, some material is very, very um, uh, universal, very open for everyone and uh, it's very interesting. Mm. I trained as a painter because uh, maybe that was the cheapest way to express yourself and uh, you didn't ha know how to and the journey painting and drawing you will never get end and like suppose today I'm collecting the utensil from the market and making artworks so most of the artwork is made in the foundry like uh, Mona Lisa I'm not casting myself so it's, I conceptualize the idea and then somebody else is doing it. Three months I'm not going to my studio and do nothing. So painting is something is fascinate me and the smell of oil color, the smell of these paintings is very interesting, it's very nice and that time even you can paint or not but you try to paint and do something and it's a very fascinating uh, uh, moment. It's the same way we stop writing the letter with the hand, we write in the computer. And uh, when the first artist discovered the pencil, for that time, for that time, for an artist, that was not pencil, that was the computer. And today we discover the computer, we become a, for an artist like a pencil. Uh, it's like, a, it's, it's a, I don't think so anymore, our practice based on the making it, our pra practice based on the idea. And that's I believe in as an artist in idea. So the day I think about the idea, that day I thought about and if anything come good to me, that day I feel okay, I did something and I got something, rather than making myself and, uh, and uh, achieving, try to achieve in that. So for me, idea is most important as an artist. The piece Incubate consists of two dozen giant stainless steel eggs. Um, they're made out of the little tiny tiffin boxes and kitchen utensils that Gupta uses in his work frequently. Hanging above them are five chandeliers. They illuminate the whole sculpture. These sh chandeliers are kind of uh, beautiful and tacky and they cast a warm glow over the eggs. I think the notion of incubation is, is much more complex simply than this idea of eggs and what might possibly hatch out of them. It seems to me we might understand it as a kind of reference to the incredible transformation of the Indian economy. We talk about incubating a business at the same time, the chandelier in India has become a kind of marker of middle and upper class aspiration. It's interesting that chandeliers themselves turn up as a very powerful image in a very important recent novel about India. The White Tiger by Aravinda Diga tells the story of a, of a village waiter who transforms his life and becomes everybody's kind of fantasy wealthy figure in India. He's an outsourcing entrepreneur in Bangalore. However, to achieve such wealth and such transformation comes at an enormous cost. This is a man who has to go into hiding, who's involved in corruption, and who in fact loses his immediate relatives because he's committed a murder to achieve his wealth. There's a fantastic scene in The White Tiger where this character purchases some chandeliers. He loves them. It's a sign of his, of his new wealth, of his move from what he calls the darkness to what he calls the light. He has them everywhere in his house. He even hangs one in the loo. At one point, he's lying on his bed and he looks up. He's, he's lying in the light of this beautiful but tacky chandelier and he says, well, I've got no family now, but I have lots of chandeliers. So when you look at the show and you see these beautiful, well, kind of tacky beautiful chandeliers casting a very particular light, um, I, I think it's more than just a kind of handy piece of um, technical 
um, spotlighting of the work. I think it says a lot about the shifts in, in kind of India economics and um, people's kind of own desires to, um, to light up their lives. Subodh Gupta is one of the most prolific of Indian artists and has taken part in numerous international exhibitions. Recent solo exhibitions of Subodh Gupta include the current show, Subodh Gupta at Hauser & Wirth in Zurich, and then A Thousand Years of Peace at Creation with the Bali Prelocage and Bolshoi Theatre, Theatre National de Shawa in Paris, Faith Matters at Pinchuk Art Centre Kiev in the Ukraine, and Am Admi, which means common man, at Hauser & Wirth in London. The artist's monumental sculpture, Et Tu Duchamp, is on view at Chor am Kunsthalle Vienne, the project space Karlsplatz in Vienna, Austria. Recent group exhibitions include Vanities from Caravaggio to Damien Hirst at the Maywal Museum in Paris in 2010, Un certain Etat du Monde at the Garage Centre for Contemporary Culture in Moscow, Russia in 2009, and Alter Modern Tate Triennial in 2009 at Tate Britain in London. For his exhibition at Tramway, Subodh Gupta exhibits both new and recent large-scale sculptures. Gupta's work looks at complex topics such as cultural identity, political and economic change, and globalisation, and he explores what is lost in such transformations. Take Off Your Shoes and Wash Your Hands is generously supported by the British Council. This podcast series can be subscribed to via iTunes. Simply search for Tramway Visual Arts in the iTunes store and hit subscribe. You can also listen to the podcast online with no need to download at www.soundcloud.com forward slash tramway. For more information about Tramway's autumn winter programme of events and exhibitions, visit www.tramway.org or contact the box office on 0845 3501. This podcast was recorded and edited by Sean McCann of Light Up Glasgow Sky on behalf of Tramway.